Brought to you by Big Comedy Network. Hi everyone, it's me, Yamini. If you like Pillow Fight, please be sure to give it a follow. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate and review it. That would mean the world to me. Enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening to Pillow Fight. If you're following me on literally any platform, you probably know just how much I poop. And let me tell you, wiping your butt raw with toilet paper does not remove all the shit that's sitting on it. Thankfully, there's now a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your butt completely clean with fresh water. It's called Tushy, and it's the best thing you can do for your butt. Tushy sprays directly to your ass and removes the poop completely, so you aren't sitting on bacteria that leads to nasty things like hemorrhoids, yeast infections, UTIs, and itchy assholes. And a Tushy bidet cuts toilet paper use by 80%, so it pays for itself in just a few months. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers, including me, right now, and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash yams to get 10% off your order. That's hellotushy.com slash Y-A-M-Z. Yours made of goose. We got feathers flying everywhere. Mine's made of goose. This is so fun. Why is it so fun? Today on Pillow Fight, I'm joined by Paula V. Ganalan, a scientist and comedian who currently writes for the Love It or Leave It podcast. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Paula and check out her imposter bear web cartoon on both of those sites as well. On this episode of Pillow Fight, we talk talented white women, himbo culture, and dating deal breakers. Fuck. Mary. Kill. Fuck, Mary, kill. The first option is, number one, in January, a Democratic rep in Tennessee introduced a bill to create a statue in Nashville honoring Dolly Parton. And she today said that she didn't want the legislators to enact that bill. She wanted to put a stop to it, given all that's going on in the world. And she said, maybe someday, another time, maybe when I'm dead, (laughs) you can put up the statue then, but not right now. Number two, last week, uh, Taylor Swift released her first of many re-recorded songs with the Taylor's version of Love Story. And she's doing this to get back control of her own songs after her master recordings were sold to Scooter Braun. And in April, she is set to re-release her entire album, Fearless. Number three, after the Free Britney documentary, a judge denied Britney's father increased power over her affairs, which isn't a total victory for her, but definitely a sign that like things are going to get better because the courts are trusting her father less. So those three ongoing events (laughs) in the world, um, Dolly Parton doesn't want her statue, Taylor Swift re-recording her songs, and Britney Spears promising future Fuck, Mary kill. What would you do? Okay, I would um, fuck Taylor Swift's songs because I'm going to like have fun with it and like listen to it, but I might not listen to it forever or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would marry Dolly Parton rejecting her own statue because I love Dolly Parton and she fucking knows her place as a white woman and an ally and mm-hmm. she helped pay for the vaccine. So good for her. <laughs> um, and then I would kill um, the outcome of that because it's not good enough for me what happened with Britney and also uh, fuck the justice system. It's mm-hmm. not working and it needs to go faster and fuck the police. And that's why I would say fuck that whole situation. 
you'd kill it. Oh, sorry. I'd kill it. Yeah. 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 Kill it. <laughs> kill See, for me, a lot of it's tied in together with like love and fucking and murder. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> these are all three, you know, what powerful or at one point powerful white women in music. I like all three to varying degrees. I would also marry Dolly Parton's uh, turning down the statue because, you know, I think she is doing a much better job for our country than most of the legislators that we have voted into office. I think she has made bigger contributions to this country than like several presidents. I think that she just like isn't doing it for any sort of reason other than like wanting to help and like knowing that she has the power to, which that's mm-hmm. what this proved. And it's like, you know, she's a baller and she's got range. She's does all these kind of things. She she wrote Jolene. She was in Hannah Montana. You know, she she's got all the every generation is like hip to Dolly Parton. You know, she's for everyone. Yeah, she's like um she's like Betty White in that way. They both have had like these long spanning prolific careers. But I feel like, yeah, Dolly Parton, I want that energy long term from white women. So I would marry that. She should teach a class, a master class to white women about how to not be white women. Yeah. Put down your phone, Karen. You don't need to, you're, you're using up your rollover minutes. Is that still a thing? I don't know if that's still Rollover a thing. minutes? <laughs> yeah. Rollover minutes <laughs> is such a funny concept. Uh, the idea of minutes is also just so dystopian to me. It reminds me of like the AOL cards or the, the CDs that we used to use to log on to the internet, but for See, your phone. <laughs> I never did this. I know you did it, but I did. (laughs) But I remember these things vaguely. The only reason that I really know what a floppy disk is, is because when I was a kid, my brother cut his finger on one and had to go to the emergency room. So you, you view floppy disks as a, as a villain in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't hurt As a weapon against you. (laughs) I didn't, yeah, yeah, it hurt. He was like playing around in your family. Yeah. You're like a floppy disk killed my brother. So now I need to make the internet accessible to everyone. (laughs) People are afraid of having guns in their home. Um, There's a lot of weapons. Like, okay, yeah, guns are scary in your home. I'm not trying to say they're not. But there's a lot of weapons in your home that you don't suspect. It's not just knives. It's not just flames. You have to have the floppy disk conversation if you're going to marry someone. Uh You have to. Old technology is terrifying. It is. It really is. Like, especially looking back, it's so freaky looking too. Computers always looked, they were huge. It took up like a whole room at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were slow and you couldn't do that much on them. I think I would kill Taylor Swift recording all of her songs. Not because like, I don't, I feel positively about it. I just think like, as a consumer, I would rather her make more new music than rehash all the old things and that's like i understand why she wants to do it but like to me it's not a fuck or a marry it's a it's just kind of happening and i i'm not pro killing anything or anyone you know i don't want to do it but if I, in this game i have to choose it in, it, in this game that you made us play yes <laughs> i want to emphasize yes um i love fuck mary kill because it forces you to like really make decisions yeah and i would fuck the um free britney situation because like you said it's not enough it's not enough for me to marry it not it's like not happening yet but i would fuck it and maybe like down the line like we could see where things go and it could be something that I grow to love and it could be something that I like really fucking hate and shit talk all the time I'm I'm just I have like that glimmer of hope for her yeah I yeah I I definitely have a lot of hope for her I think that the Taylor Swift thing that's great that she's able to like reclaim her music I think it's like a for her and her fans it's like not really uh but I think it's also like if if those if those recordings get a lot of support then it's a fuck you to Scooter Braun and 
understand that like part of the system that tries to um, take power from the artist, which uh, uh, is a huge problem, especially in our industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think so that's also, what, yeah, go on. That's like the, that's like the positive I think from it is that her fans can show her support. And I mean, she's, she's fine <laughs> in terms of like how much money she's making. Yeah. But I think just like the precedent that it sets for like upcoming yeah. artists. I think even like Megan the Stallion was in a bad situation in a contract. Cause we just like, we sign shit all the time where we're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just want this money. Like I just yeah. want to do this show. I just want to do this thing. I don't, I can't afford a lawyer. Yeah. Um, this yeah. happened a lot of times. Like Kesha was stuck in that contract with Dr. Luke and yeah. Yeah. It's definitely bad. I think it's, that's also like the Taylor Swift thing and the Britney thing are like sort of like two sides of the same coin where it's like this industry really like mistreating um, like women and particularly just like, I don't know, like feeling like an ownership over their careers and per- personas. Like they don't get to be like their own people because there's like always being watched and consumed and used for profit. It's like crazy because like I'll look at situations that are in my proximity of like shitty guys that I just like don't want to be successful because they're horrible to women or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I got to get funny. I got to get successful. And then I'm going to like make sure these dudes don't come anywhere near my bitches. <laughs> like, but then, but then at the same time, you see Taylor Swift and Britney Spears and Janet Jackson not be able to control their own narrative. And those are the most powerful women in their field, <laughs> especially at the time at which this stuff was happening. And you're like, well, fuck, like, what can I do? You know, how, how many Twitter followers do we need to get? Yes. <laughs> like, how many do we need to get? This is so, so silly to say, but I have had this pattern of events happen recently where like someone will wrong somebody that I care about and I will really think about how they don't deserve the platform they have. And then something will happen in like karmically in the world <laughs> where they kind of get stuck. Like there were people who like, had way more of a platform than I did like just a few months ago and I'm now yeah. watching them just be stuck there and you know you and I both know do you uh, have my voodoo doll somewhere because I feel stuck <laughs> Where is it? I will put out good vibes for you <laughs> please use your powers for good for me yeah I'm 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 putting out positive vibes too so I'll put them out for you but mm-hmm. um yeah there's three people in particular who I have negatively willed negative you like you got this like Arya Stark shit down you're just just restating their names in your head over and over again as you go through your journey and they are just being felled by you like I don't know how to explain this and I don't think I think it's truly probably just very much coincidence but anyone (laughs) who I've ever like thought has like has like done something wrong that has like really personally hurt me or somebody I care about like me and the people I care about have always done better than them in the long term yeah yeah that's that's how I feel like anytime I see someone who is like like more successful than me in terms of like I don't know followers or credits or whatever and I find out they're a bad person I immediately don't give a shit about their platform because I'm like this shit's gonna catch up with you even if it doesn't catch up with you like the way that I want it to it's going like I know you're a bad person so I don't give a shit about you anymore I don't care how successful you get how many mm-hmm. fans you have, how many people like love your stuff or think you're a genius. I know you're a bad person and that takes all the air out of it for me. <laughs> like, yeah. If you can't be good, then like, I don't care about your success or whatever. Totally. And it's also like, if you're going to be a bad person, you should be smart enough to not give you like, go put yourself in a place where you have a huge platform. Like you're, you are cursing yourself. Cause if you have it's going to come out. If you if you are trying to optimize being a bad person, which nobody should do, you'll be like cut from all of 
society's graces as opposed to just like a few people you know yeah being able to go like restart somewhere else Mm -hmm. which is also bad i know there was like one like sociopath that i knew who was like he was he was a real bad guy and he was like yeah i'm trying to stay at this level so i can take advantage of women at this level and stuff like he told other people this and i was like it makes sense but also he's like really dumb like he was like a dumb sociopath so he like you he was he was bad but he couldn't rise up you know what i mean yeah (laughs) you know how they're like sociopaths are like the ceos of companies i'm like he didn't get all of that in the package Mm. (laughs) but thank god he didn't because then he would have wielded more power he didn't pay for premium i know (laughs) i've been like noticing this a lot on twitter lately just like people sometimes like have been called out and like it get they have started new platforms like people i will have been following for a while like it'll come out like that they used to do x on another platform and took advantage of people there and it's it's finally just caught up to them here and it's like crazy just how much people like keep trying to replatform themselves after they've been deplatformed which I think is interesting were you following this um whole find sigh thing yeah I saw that it was disappointing but it was also very confusing for me because it didn't feel like any facts were like locked down but I also I I barely like I just kind of grazed past it yeah I I mean I was like following it the the night that it was happening and then in the morning I saw like their friend had posted like they're fine and then so Sai was um a a trans black woman who there was a video of that of her um like crying out for help and saying there was somebody trying to get her or something Mm -hmm. and it was like in the dark and it was like very scary and it looked like she'd been kidnapped and so people were like trying to figure out location and like calling the police and trying to investigate that whole situation and people were raising money for Sai while this was happening in Mm -hmm. a GoFundMe and then the next day like about 24 hours later um the the close friend who had been reporting the whole thing was like this all was a scam like they were hiding in their friend's apartment like pretending in the closet or something right yeah so that people would donate more money and um it was wild because like I would, the hashtag was filled with that information, but it was also simultaneously filled with other people being like, Sai still hasn't been found, like donate to the GoFundMe. There's so much there that it's like how you can't really know what's going on. Yeah, it's really hard London. to pin stuff down. Yeah. And then it seemed like everybody turned against um, this person very quickly once they found out once that other person confirmed that it was fake but it's also like i don't know what happened (laughs) yeah i don't know of that person either everybody i don't know who could be lying in that situation yeah i just felt bad because i know it's gonna make it harder for like other especially women to like use twitter as a crowdfunding platform and a lot of people do they already aren't taking that seriously so it's that's like shitty and it's shitty that like anyone had to go to this length to be able to you know have money to like for basic yeah yeah there's so much stuff that's happening on the internet so many people are not who they say they are even within friend groups they're like dudes who are gross who are like interacting with like multiple women and like or you know or lying to whatever and that's like the vanilla end of it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. that's like the uh they're sleazy but everybody knows they're sleazy or like i don't know but it's fine um but then there's like the bigger you know people who use it for a lot more like um I don't want to say a lot more but like like greet more greedier ends I guess like they mm-hmm. are just trying to gain like power and money but and so because of that they keep like trying to like level up um and take advantage of people and it sucks <laughs> it really yeah. sucks and it's hard to I like what you do on all of your tweets you are you're like always tagging everybody and you're putting like GoFundMe's and your mutual aid things and yeah yeah after I graduated college I was like I was in a sorority and I was like I gotta find some way to put this to like what this 
experience to good use. So I last summer was doing so many like Instagram fundraisers, like the kind where it's like the bingo or like the polls or whatever. And they've been, Oh, wow. I had no idea. I haven't done that. If we mobilize sorority girls, like we could truly fund anything we wanted. Like (laughs) I think, I think that we should start like a national program to radicalize sorority girls across the country because they know how to plan an event. They know how to raise money. Like they know how to like market and like attract the right people. And I think that it really would do a lot of good for society. This might be insulting. I, I never had Greek life in my undergrad, but would you say, I feel like the, like the himbo thing is like a huge thing right now. Would you like, would you say like, they're like the lady himbos? <laughs> Cause that's, I feel like that's a stereotype of it. Is there like, like they're just like into partying or whatever, but they're also like, a lot of them are very like approachable and stuff. I think that I went to college with less of those people just because I went to like a smart school. So everyone was inherently like, like, yeah, pretty smart. But there were a lot of people who were smart, but like book smart, but kind of like dumb in terms of like life. We had and that. Those we had people, that at our school too. Yeah. yeah, those people were very much there and like just make bad decisions while they were out, and it was just like ha ha ha, ha whatever yeah. about it. And like they're very nice usually. But what's funny to me is the term "lady himbo" because himbo comes from bimbo. It's just himbo. yeah, yeah, himbo but it's, is, but it means something different, I think. Yes, yes, because. <laughs> Because bimbo is meant to, is like meant to be mean to women, but himbo is like a a term of endearment. This is a thing that I wanted to talk about because they're like anything that they've used for women, as soon as it translates to men, it's good. So it's like the mom body versus dad bod, himbo, like, or like, you know, bimbo versus himbo. Like it's all of these things that have been like, as soon as it's male, it's like a positive and like nostalgic and sweet and whatever adjective. And I'm like, no, let's be mean to them again. (laughs) It's it's this very weird idea that like something being attached to masculinity makes it inherently it, it's almost it's weird. It's almost like if well, if it's their choice and they had control and they like, you know, they put they decided to do this. Well, then that's still like masculine or something, you know, but mm-hmm. that's and it's also like, why do we care about what's masculine? Or not? Yeah. Like I do it. I'm guilty of it, too. Like I still I'm by and I still want to uh, date a man, destroy him and then move on to ladies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, want, I want my revenge first. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing with women unless you're you're a wonderful woman listening to this, in which case I'm incredible. <laughs> but, but I'm just, I mean, like, it's hard, like every interaction that we, that I saw in public as a child growing up in Utah in an Indian family, like those were all heterosexual things. Yeah. You know what I used to hate so much is when people would go on American Idol or sing covers of stuff and they would sing like, yes, the, like, like sing, like if they're a woman, they'd like sing a male love song to a woman and they would change the pronouns. Right. To yeah. You. And it would drive me absurd. It's like, how insecure are you? Like you need to assert to me your head, like just sing the song the way that it was written. Like, I don't, it's so uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. I, and then the, yeah, the guys would change it to make it about a woman. And it's just like, you pick that song because it moved you. Like you don't have to, it, this doesn't have to be like about your you. full experience yeah. before other people too. But yeah, know, that's like another thing that's interesting since we were talking about like Taylor Swift, there's like queer baiting rumors. There's a, there's a kind of a kind of Taylor Swift fan who just like really believes that she is gay. I remember like not the last album, but but was it Folklore where she 
she had songs in the like she was singing to there was like two women and one man or whatever yeah and when i and everybody was like oh my god she's like twitter was going off like she's gay like blah 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 and i was i listened to the songs and i'm like no this is a character and it's also like not even queer like what like if you listen yeah. to the lyrics it's not queer at all i was just like this doesn't make any everybody just got really excited i think we've all decided to well i have personally decided brianna's just doing something else and that's fine she's building her empire and doing all sorts of things and we can't demand this of her anymore <laughs> she gave us she gave us a lot of great music while yeah. while she was doing it and i don't feel like she owes us anything besides doing what she wants and it's yeah. fun if she like if she drops one or two songs every now and then like that would be cool she doesn't have to even make a whole album she's doing all this cool stuff like she has savage fenty and uh all these other she's, things going on and she's bringing brown girls makeup that's not just from cvs yeah. that's like her foundation was the first one that like really worked for me and i'm she, old <laughs> rimmel london i was a particular brand that never had dark shades and i was like do they just not they have so many brown people in in the uk like where why oh yeah have you stopped the shades here anytime i see that i'm like whenever people recently are like oh we need to tap into this this into brown people i'm like we've been around how bad at business are you you've been so bad at business for hundreds of years (laughs) like this is just completely a display of your incompetence yeah you're racist we know that whatever but also you're bad at your job they're bad at their jobs also because black and brown and um asian all sorts of like poc like women in particular have like a an extra high beauty standard upon them in the u.s and in western cultures they're probably more likely to buy your makeup if they feel like it we caters are more shallow it's rude of you to think we're not as <laughs> shallow if not more than white women <laughs> i feel like i fit into like the nerd archetype too. like i wanted to be a nerd so bad and mm-hmm. i like felt bad if i like i didn't play chess like my friends did and i like didn't sol- know how to solve a rubik's cube but i was like around it all and i was like oh, i'm not like nerdy enough to be a nerd and then i got like i was like really misogynist especially in like college and i'd be like oh, i don't do that girly shit i don't wear makeup like whatever and then after college i was like like, you're a misogynist like what are you doing and I like went around and I like apologized to my more femme friends Aww. who like I said that shit in front of yeah. because I was just like trying to be in the boys club and like trying to be whatever so I think it's like I don't know it's really cool to me that you're like you're like everything you know like you you do everything and you're not afraid to be like really femme and you're not afraid to like you know have strong opinions on things and like stand and like you know do you just take from like all the different energies and I love it thank you that means a lot to me yeah, I just yeah. I, I never honestly really liked men as people and I um until <laughs> I don't know, like I had very I have very few like cishet male friends, especially white ones. Like I have very few. Most of my male friends are like some form of queer. So I think it's also hard for me to accept that I was attracted to them because I didn't really like them as like yeah as like a concept you know yeah like individual ones I could they're not very well thought out as like a general blueprint you know yeah there's just yeah. so much nuance missing and they don't ever like they just because life is so easy for them they never have to you know like ponder their existence bro there's so many texts I've had to compose because it's <laughs> so dumb I'm like you cannot tell a woman this like this yeah. is not okay for you to say <laughs> Let's play a game of Would You Rather? 
Rush Limbaugh and Ted Cruz both recently went south. One, oh uh, <laughs> one to the afterlife and one to Mexico. Would you rather have to get a couple's cabana massage in Cancun with Ted Cruz or host a podcast in hell with Rush Limbaugh? <sighs> Do we, uh, I would say the couple's massage because then I would never, I wouldn't have to touch him and he would have to be quiet because you're supposed to be quiet during massages. But if I was in, uh, in hell with Rush Limbaugh, on a podcast, that man would not shut up. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I would get <laughs> anything in. So I feel like it's quiet. We're in the same room. We don't have to touch each other, look at each other, anything. I feel like the Ted Cruz thing is better. Although I yeah. would like to go to hell to see all my queer friends that everybody tells me is there. <laughs> I, think, I don't think they're there. I know. I'm kidding. I'm, I don't, um, they're not actually there. The Even if I had to, like, touch Ted Cruz, like, rub him all up in this massage, I think I would still take that because... You know, it's like, it's like, I think I can like kind of more like dissociate from the experience while it's happening. Um, and <laughs> I like how we're just like prepping ourselves for hypothetical trauma. <laughs> yeah. And at least like, at least I get something out of it. Like I get a massage in, in Mexico. Like that sounds yeah, nice. That does sound nice. The number of times I've talked about Ted Cruz in this podcast is like too many to count, but it's just because he continues to do extremely dumb shit. Like he's just so irritating, especially on the internet. Like he, he is so annoying on the internet too. Let's see how many, it's wild to me, just like how many followers these people have from being politicians. Yeah. He has 4.3 million followers. And I'm like, he's his, he's known for being an idiot. Like he's not, he's not known for doing his job. He's just like trying to bully good people who are smarter than him and can clap back harder. Mm -hmm. Like it's just sad, honestly, but it's wild that that's like, he has that platform and he's just like fumbling around with it. Ted Cruz is going to be that dumb. I want him to be like a little bit like sillier with it. As soon as Trump was banned, I did not think of him again. Like in terms of like the Twitter stuff, it was just out of sight, out of mind. It felt good. Um, it definitely yeah. was like a little bit harder um, to know what to get information on what was going on because he just would dominate the news cycle, whatever dumb shit he tweeted. Um, so I understand that in that like that flurry of like everybody is talking about what Trump said right now. But now people are talking about like 10 different things. Right. Yeah. I in my I keep forgetting that he's not the president anymore. Yeah, because things don't like, feel that different. Tom. Yeah. That's true. Um, we're still in here. We're still in debt. Still isn't canceled because Biden won't fucking cancel it. It's no stimulus, no student debt cancellation, no hanging out out there because we're all getting shot up with the vaccine. You know, it's still still yeah. like it was. And so still indeed, you know, and there's all these yep. fucking crazies. There are things I do think that some things are like a little bit better for some people and there's like a little bit more hope. But um, yeah, in general, it's like there's there are very specific things that we demanded and we're told we're going to we're going to happen and they're not happening. And it's not like I didn't expect it to, but I think it's still better than I think there's still like even if they're not doing all the right things, like it feels like they were just like like with Trump in office, it was just like more of a shit show than yeah. anything and so it was like more unpredictable what the system was going to give us whereas like now it's a little bit more back to like you know how they're like back to the normal i'm like yeah back to like the normal shitty system but at least we're like able to kind of like predict it a little bit better it used to be chaos and now it's just like the dmv like not fun but there's a system of the way things go and you go through all the stations and uh 
it's still terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a terrible we're used to, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So Disney just released a trailer for Cruella starring Emma Stone, which is like the backstory of Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. So I want to know if you had to have one of these two as a roommate, would you rather have Cruella DeVille or the Joker as your roommate? Bro. Okay. I know I just said um, it's like we're going back to like predictable like things and that's seemed to be better. But I think having the Joker as a roommate would be like an experience. I feel like Cruella DeVille is just like, yeah, she's more predictable. She wants to make a fucking coat. We get it. You love coats. You're like some rich lady. You like killing puppies. We understand. Also, I have a dog, so that would be a little bit. I'd have to be around all the time, you know, watching this this dog. I feel like having the Joker, it's like, is there going to be a smoke bomb in the bathroom? I don't know. You know, <laughs> like, are there going to be like henchmen when I come home one night, just like hanging from the ceiling? Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's that's it's going to be insane. But I just just for a little bit, maybe if he sublet, like that would be fun. Like it, I would have stories from it, you know? Yeah, I agree that I think in the short term, the Joker is a, is a better option than Cruella DeVille. I just think, I think the Joker like would keep his business out of the home a little bit. More. Do you think he's like really chill? He's just like a normal roommate at home. Like he's he like, just, hey, no. we're out of milk. <laughs> he lights <laughs> up a joint. Out. He lights up a joint. He's like, see you later. And you don't see him for three days. And you're like, and where did he go? Like, what? There's whereas, a like exploding. Whereas like, I think <laughs> I think Cruella DeVille would like bring dead puppies home and I yeah. don't really but also I feel like she would have like a lot of like makeup and furs and stuff you could borrow I feel like that would be good for you yeah but I don't really I don't I well maybe I don't... like not the first but like you know what I mean like I feel like she would be she's like Meryl Streep in uh, uh the Devil Wears Prada like she would like you can maybe like borrow her clothes and stuff when she's not looking she might want to skin you later but like yeah. <laughs> but... I think I think I'd be so on edge I think that the Joker okay. is like probably like I don't think that he would hate me as much in terms of like I think that it's just like that's a person that I live with and I just do not care about you yeah whereas like Cruella would be like plotting my demise from day one I feel like I could fucking take Cruella like what am I like I'm not scared of that bitch I'll knock her over she'll you know how she was so tiny I could take her <laughs> I feel like the Joker would have like 12 contract I'd be like hanging upside down as soon as I entered my apartment I just think he'd be like he'd be more fun I think yeah you know? I agree with you. And you're like, also, more- like, you'd have more friends like through him, right? Like he like all of the people he like has collabed with um, Harley Quinn would come over and maybe you guys could hang out, you know, and talk about boys. She'd be talking about him. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got more fun stuff going on. And I feel like I but I do feel like he would be very particular about how stuff is at home. Because his whole, like, his lair is, like, so thought out. I think that I could live by someone else's rules. I just think, um, I think he would be less imposing of, like, a kind of a, a, a personality. Like, yeah. Like, Corella would want me to get involved, probably, and I would not want to. She'd be like, you never skin puppies with me anymore. <laughs> it's like, I came here expecting a bestie, and that's, a like, not bestie. what you're doing, and it's just, like, really fucking mean, and, like, it's just, like, you're just, like, mean-girling me right now, and, like, like, <laughs> like, if you love me, if you care about me, then, like, you will let me skin your dog. Yeah. She's like, you never, like, invite me to the zoo with you anymore. <laughs> you never, <laughs> like, you're going out without me. Yeah. She'd definitely be very, like, codependent, I feel like. I think, yeah, I think he would be, uh, he would be a lot of fun. Um, and also, would like, if you ever, like, I feel like your rent would be paid, you know? He would disappear for, like, months at a time because he's in the asylum. But, like, he would be robbing shit for He would just That's throw a think, casual like, brand on the yeah. table. 
he would go missing for a while. And it's like, I just get to live alone and chill like for a while. And I'm sure like sometimes I'd be like going out of town for three weeks. Like I'm like, okay, time to have a party. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think that he'd be way more mysterious and less like trying to get me involved in his shit. But then, oh, what I was going to say, um, he would have like the loudest sex with Harley Quinn. Like it would oh, be yeah. so like, that would be the part I'd be like, okay. See, then- I can deal with that though. That stuff doesn't yeah. really bother me. Like, I'm like, yay, cool. Good for you. You know, so I don't <laughs> think I, I care that much about that. <laughs> can you imagine um, his like laugh waking you up in the morning? <laughs> like the Batman animated series laugh. <laughs> my freshman year roommate had sex in the bed next to me while I was asleep. So I don't. Oh my God. I don't think, huh? I don't, I feel like the Joker would not be in your bed like that. No, 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 no. But He's like hearing him have sex loudly in another room, like that's nothing to me. So I yeah. could, I get noise canceling headphones at just five. Truth or dare, Pullaby? Um, oh my God. Uh, truth. Um, what's the most ridiculous reason that you have either like ended a relationship with someone or stopped pursuing them? Like the dumbest reason. Dumbest reason. Oh my God. I'm going to have to think on this one. There, uh, this is not like with a relationship. It doesn't have to be like a relationship relationship. There, like, there's some, like, there's sometimes just like fleeting attractions or whatever. Like, especially with men, cis, cis men, as we were saying, um, there were some times where they just like, I'm like super attracted to them. I like them. And I just see them like tell a joke or something. And it's like really bad. And you're just like, nope, shut it down. I can't. Yeah. This isn't good. This you is not good ache. for me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And it's, I don't think that's a bad reason, but I think it's like, it's funny how quickly it can turn for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm same. like, no, there's like kind of like a tipping point where at that point it's not going to turn anymore. But before that, it's like, you better not be. Yeah. yeah. I call a lot of those um, glass shattering moments. And, and, and they're like, they're the moments where you just don't feel it anymore. But then also there are moments where like somebody says something like racist for the first time, like that you just like, you thought you they were friends or something, or like they, you know, say something misogynist or they have some like sort of worldview that just like doesn't vibe with you um and it's just like you're just like shocked you're just like oh my god you believe that like how we we like we thought we were besties like new besties or whatever and then like that shit happens and you're like well this is all turn this shit around not doing this anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. did you ever see that when i posted that tweet of that guy who i went on one date with and they texted me i think so but i can't remember it was like one of my last like dating updates before quarantine it was like last it was actually valentine's day weekend um i think it was the day after valentine's day mm-hmm. um so about a, exactly a year ago it was a very horrible date i just never texted him back after it and then he texted me like a a bit ago is i think i had like fifteen thousand twitter followers at the time mm-hmm. he texted me and was like i saw your tweet whatever like i have been bragging like you're my first real brush with the celebrity but like n- you're not verified though ouch and then Ew. he was like, I'm in a relationship now. Like, obviously nothing went anywhere. Like, blah, blah, blah. He just texted me this thing. And I was like, ew, like, why are you doing this? this is why like, are you talking to me right now? I was like, I didn't reply to your text. Like, that's, this is embarrassing for you. And then some, I posted the the tweet screenshot. I posted a screenshot of the text in a tweet. And some girl messaged me being like, I know this guy. Like, I was the one who sent him your tweet. He's not actually in a relationship. Oh my like, God. Lied. That is so sad. I don't know. Like, these men are so, like, they're just so cringe and cringe yeah okay truth or dare (laughs) i'll do truth (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> the dare would have been fun. But uh, <laughs> um, what is the, um, what is like, I don't, I don't want to say like something that could get you canceled because I don't want you to be canceled, but what is like, <laughs> what is like a moment that like embarrasses you a lot of like a way you thought or something you said or did that you feel like you've grown from? This is like kind of basic, I think, but I was just like a big, like Obama stand. Like I was just a huge neoliberal some time and I think that a lot of people have had that phase I but was you were the- like 12 when that happened <laughs> no, no no I mean like when I when I got to college like when oh, okay. he was when he was leaving office um I was in the Facebook group Pantsuit Nation oh and- yeah I heard about this yeah, it's a pain. It's so it's so bad. It's um yeah, it's bad. But as in like physical pants nation, I saw Obama gave his farewell address in Chicago. I had like there's pictures of me and like Obama teacher. I was like, I voted for Hillary Clinton, like Hill, yes, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then quickly, 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 I came back from that. But that was like a thing that was happening. Um, I recently tried to look through my old tweets to see if there's anything I said that I was like really not proud of or anything like that. It's mostly just like I was so I thought everyone cared about everything I ever thought, you know, <laughs> it's like they don't, you know, like I'm not going to that's not like harmful to other people, you know? Yeah, but it's very like it's very uh, self-obsessed view of the world. I was like, people are really going to care that I had this salad for lunch today. But like I thought that the radishes on it tasted kind of weird. I, I tweeted yeah. once like the Stairmaster stinks, like whoever was on it before, like was definitely sweaty. And this was like 2018. <laughs> was definitely like, is, sweaty. Like that's this so funny. wasn't that let's long make, ago. Let's find that tweet and make it go viral, folks. Come on. <laughs> Tweet the sweaty treadmill tweet. Christopher, Christopher has retweeted it before. There's also one of me just tweeting. It's, I just said smack that. Like smack that. So all funny. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Smack that. I just tweeted smack that. And he like retweets it every month. That's cute. I love that. <laughs> but yeah. So there's, I don't. Yeah. I think that's, good. that's not too bad. I've, I've told, I've, um, I have a few friends where we kind of like sometimes like, like to write jokes for each other. So like we can't make the joke ourselves, but uh, yeah. make it for someone else. Like, you know, and like I heard white people give me brown jokes that I've tweeted and like I've given. Yeah, no, there. Th- I definitely have shit that I would been canceled for in college and like racist shit and sexist shit. And like all, you know, there's like there were tweets that I was ashamed of that I like deleted. Um, But it's yeah, I, I like I don't it's it's definitely like if anything came up again, I'd be like, yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's one thing that I don't understand is like people like Kevin Hart had stuff come up and he was like, how many times do I have to apologize for this? Like as many times as you have to. Yeah, that's like I I, ha- I was ignorant about like caste system shit like mm-hmm. in January and I'll apologize for that as many times as I have to. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. it's just it's a shitty thing that we said or did. And it's like mm-hmm. it's not hurting me to apologize. Yeah. You know, it's also like not if you really have grown and moved on, then you then you will feel bad and want to apologize. Yeah. You know? It feels good to acknowledge the shit yeah. that you did and take ownership of it. Yeah. Oh, one, one thing that's actually kind of embarrassing is that I remember, I don't know if you remember this news story, but there was a book that was about like gay penguins and people were mad that it was oh, yes. in school. Yeah. So I think I was in late elementary school, maybe early middle school at the time. I think it was like maybe like a year or two before I started like having, having um like questioning that. Yeah. But I was like, that's, so, why are they making kids read that in school? Like, that's so like, oh, really? I was like that. And my, my, my literal parents were like, that's like, you need to calm down. Like that is not. That oh weird. my God. Wow. And I was like, interested. Like it was interesting. That's um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know what makes people like that. Like I, um, or like in, cause my brother and I, my brother's great, um, now, but he and I, like, we went to the same schools and everything. Um, but I was like immediately like, 
gay straight alliance like everything's fine like it's weird that people are homophobic like whatever and he had like more of like a growth towards that like over time uh, we, and we grew up in utah and we grew up in an like in an immigrant indian family that you know like th- th- that generation thought a certain way about things you know mm-hmm. um but like my parents are like they also have grown a lot which has given me like hope of being able to continue to do that when i'm older too you know totally. but it was weird i was immediately like no this is like fucked up the way people are talking about gay people but i don't know like what in it because we're all children like it like i would not blame like at the time you were a child like i would not blame <laughs> you for the shit like the little like the little aoc girl like the that conservatives are touting or whatever like that's being she you know she's being manipulated and used by her family to like shit on aoc like i'm not blaming the child <laughs> for, for doing that yeah but it's just like it's just interesting like what in a kid makes them say or do you know certain things like that the reason that i came around on on gay people was because i <laughs> can we can we make that be the sound bite for the episode the reason that i came around on gay yams people. saying the reason that i came around on gay people uh, you went all the way around girl the reason that i came around was because i was obsessed with american idol as a kid and adam lambert the season that he was on i was obsessed with him and then there was a huge everyone was like so mad because they found out he was gay and everyone was like that's like there's a huge controversy and i was like how dare you like he's still an amazing incredible talented person and like you're like writing him off because he loves men like how dare you and then i became a crusader from that point on and if only those penguins could have sung you know what i mean like I maybe <laughs> maybe that way. if they could have sung sang and had like guy liner i yeah. would have been you would have like these penguins need to be read in every school <laughs> uh-huh and I was really, I was so, I was so obsessed with him. And I think that's what, um, like I was in love with him, but a little bit, but I also really was like, oh, like that's cool. It's cool to be a, it's cool. Yeah. See, that's, um, that's the representation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it affected you directly. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, that was an embarrassing time. I remember my parents and my best friend who was like a year and a half younger than me, they both were like, this is weird. Like, why do you care so much about this? And I was like, interesting. Like, why did I care so much about that? But just like drop off. And then later you were like, oh yeah, I had that weird opinion. (laughs) Or yeah, it it went away pretty fast. I think it was just like kids in school. Like it was on Prop 8 was going around also. And I think it was just like a huge like moment in time where like California was just really talking about like gay rights. And I think that there were just people around me that were like anti it. And so I just like listened to them or whatever. And yeah, like I remember having a friend who like, I like made a joke once. I was like, haha, we're in love. And she was like, no, I'm Christian. And like being gay would be really bad. And I was like, I didn't mean like that. I still have like, I've on a podcast episode one time, I was like joking that some celebrity was queer. And then some like someone who was on it with me was like, no, don't joke about that. And I was like, it's a joke like it doesn't matter and they were like yeah well that celebrity might get mad at us and I was like well then that's their problem if they have such an issue with being queer like why it's not an insult yeah none of this is insulting like and it's like wild to me though that's still like a like a trigger for people it's a compliment from from me yeah I'm like oh you're like not boring and fun and like empathetic like cool Yeah. (laughs) yeah Okay. Truth or dare? Oh, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to say dare, but I might, I might bitch out on it because <laughs> I want, I want to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm okay. not, they're not going to be, they're not like bad. Okay. Do you have like an object that's currently to the left of you? Some, like some sort of, like an inanimate object. Phone. I have my phone. I have a lamp. Okay. The lamp. Phone. 
the lamp. lamp did lamp. Okay. Okay. Um, oh God, I, so I want you to perform a slam poem dedicated to that lamp. To the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 this, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I changed my answer to the question I asked you. This is the most embarrassing cancel moment. <laughs> <of my life. laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> so hard because uh, I know the words I'm gonna say. It's gonna make me crack. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, lamp of my life. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. The light you shine <laughs> lights up my room, giving me comfort, giving me the ability to read, giving my dog the ability. To not fall off the bed, oh lamp. <laughs> the strength <laughs> you cascade in my life, underappreciated, unloved, but necessary lamp of my life. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that was really Thank touching. You so much. Um, I love my lamp now, you know? <laughs> it just feels like that brought you closer to it. Yeah, I feel like it I had that moment where I was like, Marie Kondo, does this bring me joy? <laughs> and now I love my lamp. I love I'm not afraid to say it. I love my lamp. This is the moment I got turned around on lamps. I came around to lamps on your episode of this podcast. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad I was able to do that for you and your lamp. It was it was Thank it you. was a cute lamp. It was, it's cute. Yeah. I inherited it from a roommate and I don't know this lamp's story, you know? Mm-hmm. It's probably had a long ass lamp life. <laughs> you'll you'll create your own story you and the Yeah, lamp. we're making memories together. Yeah. Wow, I've been in quarantine too long. Yeah. <laughs> what if I'm the joker this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Joker roommate. I'm the one doing weird shit in the living room, talking to no one all the time <laughs> for auditions. This might be bad for your current relationship, but I'm going to pretend like I don't know Christopher uh, to ask this. Is there someone you regret not dating? Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't that? ask me truth or dare. I didn't ask you yeah. truth or dare. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why not ask that? Well, truth or dare. That's I question. guess I'll say truth because I have to. I already know the question. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess there is a, from a long time ago, but not from recently. Um, not regret, but like there was this guy who I was hooking up with for a while and I really liked him. We got along great and whatever, but he moved like weeks into us seeing each other. We stayed in touch. Like we're still friends. I think that like it probably would have been good, but I don't feel like I'm really hugely missing out on something. I don't, I feel like I, most of the time I like follow my heart. So I don't really have yeah. those kinds of uh, regrets, but you know, um, I'm, I'm a hermit robot. So I'm always like, I never regret not dating someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I always regret dating someone. Yeah. <laughs> I never regret not dating them. I'm like, woo. Like I see their glass shattering moment from afar. I'm like, oh, this is over for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not interested in this. And at some point it'll happen. And then I'm like, I, yeah, I feel like the only reason I have that is that one person is because like that he wasn't around long enough for me to have this like, yeah, call. it was like this just nice little few week, um, good memory. Yeah. Truth or dare. Truth. I can't sing to a lamp again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was trying to be fun and like cool. <laughs> and then okay. I made me into a slam poet. All right. um, what was the worst encounter you've had with a celebrity or like celebrity adjacent person? 
before I started stand-up, I was a huge comedy nerd and I listened to so many podcasts and I knew where every comedian was from. Uh, I watched all the specials. I like watched all the TV shows. I watched late night, I watched everything. Um, and I went to my boyfriend at the time was an improviser and he got into SF sketch fest. And because of the video that I recorded of his improv team, you're welcome. And, um, then we went to the, imp- the performer parties and this was the night before, um, I did my first open mic ever. And it's because I was surrounded by all these, uh, I went to this VIP party. I was surrounded by all these comedians that I had heard about on this podcast. And I was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. And one of the first, um, Um, I don't think this is like the worst encounter, but it sticks out in my mind because it was comedy and because it was like such a incredible moment for me the night before my first open mic. Um, I met, like I turned and he was there and I was like, I'm um, so like, I love your comedy. You're like, you're just so entertaining on stage. And he was like, "Uh that's the point. And then, and that was, and I felt like a fucking idiot. And I was like, I'm never talking to a celebrity again. I had to show Thomas Middleditch where the bathroom was, but I was like, I'm never talking to a celebrity again again I feel so ashamed like I feel like I, th- I was just a fan of his and it made me feel like like an idiot for because it was like the VIP party and I was supposed to be cool or whatever um and it just yeah it just didn't feel good but then like I you know like Todd Berry roasted me and I saw all these other comics that I like knew from like movies and tv shows and stand-up and uh, I talked to like the local stand-ups that I got along that I met and got along with really well there and then they told me where they went for stand-up and the next night I did a sh- uh, an open mic my first open mic and then I went to the another performer party and John Hodgman and I were like fucking up a ping pong game together of somebody else's and I was telling him about my first open mic experience and then I made Paul F. Tompkins laugh about pizza or something and I was like back on top <laughs> but it was like it was one of those moments it just sticks out to me because I'm just like I'm kind of a bitch uh, with like men sometimes because they're like creepy or whatever but like it was I was just like you're great or whatever and I'm like there's no need to you know shut yeah. somebody down either dare dare I want you to <laughs> write a tweet <laughs> um, uh, right now about your love for Tommy Laren. <laughs> I'm getting it canceled again. <laughs> no, but you've done it before, but I think you didn't have as many followers, but I think it's, <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything specific. My pinned video though ha- has reference right now to my Tommy Laren, um, my Tommy Laren thing. Okay. Um, but but people like, cause that's obviously a joke that was I'm doing stand up. you know, this is like a, okay, what do I say? Um, piercing blue eyes, luscious blonde hair, passion in her voice. Oh my God. You're going she in. Just doesn't care. I'm writing a poem almost. If you come after her, she will fight back it. She's strong enough to get you and she will attack. And then I'm going to write a poem about Tommy Laird. So I also made you do slam poetry by accident. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll read it out loud. Piercing blue eyes, luscious blonde hair, passion in her voice, she just doesn't care. If you come after her, she will fight back. She's strong enough to get you and she will attack. A poem about Tommy Laren. <laughs> and I did a heart emoji. You're going to, we're going to get these in like a group chat. <laughs> and somebody's going to be like, yams. And I'm gonna be like, I don't know why she did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send them this sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending this to the group chat being like. T- <laughs> look, look in the group chat we're in together <laughs> i was like 
Oh my God, yams. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said you thumbs down it. Okay. I thumbs down it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, yesterday I tweeted a joke about Rush Limbaugh dying, and today I tweeted love for Tommy Laren. So, you know, I got range. Yeah, you got range. I feel um, like your following like really loves you. Um, I feel like people, uh, okay, I know you have like a lot of hate follows. I do too. But I feel like when people are in your replies coming after you, like that time that you got retweeted for your Biden Kamala tweet, there were a lot of people in the replies that were like, yeah. she's clearly a leftist. Like you guys are just doing this to like get clout or whatever. Yeah, so. there. I definitely have those people and I, my, I love them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you. This is fun. It was such a blast. Yes. Do you have any closing <laughs> thoughts you would like to share? Um, uh, uh, men, why? Just don't. <laughs> um, also stop. <laughs> is that is that good enough yeah. <laughs> okay cool a beautiful That's... message thanks so much for joining our pillow fight see you next time follow big comedy on social media at I Love Big Comedy.